we all know it's coming and it's not gonna be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you gonna do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years. And off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same, as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says, your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT, and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I can't
cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. Burn and turn to rebels. He tried to get my soul. 
bestowed A return of vessel, I am the one they chose Yeah, yeah, yeah Good morning, friends. How's everyone doing today? Let me turn Mick's mic down here. Oh, he's gonna get all cranky this this afternoon. It's okay though. Maybe I'll remember to turn it back up at the end of the show. Probably not. How's everyone doing today? It's a Monday and a little chilly. Although I hear that the cold is going away and a warm front is pushing through and we're about to be 10 to 15 degrees warmer than normal, at least here. I'm good with that. So it's a crazy day. Or rather, it was a crazy weekend. And uh, it will probably be a crazy day, as every day these days is a crazy day. But I always find it interesting how every morning... I go in, it's a glance over what I'm going to read this morning to come up with a title. And usually something jumps out at me, some, some word or phrase in the first couple chapters that I know we're going to read. And that's what I named the show. And yet, almost every single time, it lines up with something that happened the day before, the evening before, that morning, something that's going on. Coincidence? Hmm. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in God. There are signs everywhere. You just have to look for them. You know, I wasn't a big Matthew Perry fan. But one of my favorite movies was uh, the one that he was in with Selma Hayek in Vegas where they get married after the first date. And I, was, I had the title on top. I told Mick the other day, I was like, oh, we should watch that. Um, because she's all about signs everywhere, signs. She's right. There are signs everywhere. Tell me. If you heard a voice in your head talking to you, would you think it was God or an angel? Or would you think you were a psycho? Would you like check yourself into a mental ward for schizophrenia? Go fall for the big pharma. Get some electric shock treatment. But if you ask a question, it's what a lot of what prayer is, right? Asking questions. If you ask a question and then all of a sudden, the next song that comes on the radio seems to answer it or a commercial comes on that lines up with exactly what you were thinking about 
or the old TV in your bedroom just randomly switches channels. And there's the answer to your question. Those are signs. Those are signs. So, be aware. Anyway. Yes, Tammy, thank you. Fools rush in. Thank you, Tammy. I knew it. Mm. So, start with a prayer. Dear God, please give me the strength and energy to get everything done that I need to get done today. And the focus and discernment to figure out what that is. It's always helpful. Thank you, God, for showing me my path and continually pushing me down it for sending your messengers, for these wonderful new friends. For this new task you've set for us. Feels like a step forward. So the pause is over. Thank you, God, for my animals. We expect Annie to go into heat soon. Maybe we'll have puppies in a few months. We always love new life in whatever form it takes. Thank you, God, for my children. And for my husband, my amazing husband and all my friends and family. Thank you for everyone that you bring to us more and more every day to listen to your word. We are the sixth sign, spreading your gospel across the face of the earth. And thank you for life every single day. Thank you for life. It was a rather quick intro this morning, so guess I get guess we get to read more. Yes, <clears throat> mm. sip of coffee first, though. JN two four zero seven five zero. Welcome. You're right. The Lord is great. Jesus Christ is coming back again. I think he's been here quite a few times, actually, but that's just me. So the fourth book of Moses called Numbers, chapter 17. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and take every one of them a rod, according to the house of their fathers, 
of all their princes according to the house of their fathers, twelve rods. Write thou every man's name upon his rod, and thou shalt write Aaron's name upon the rod of Levi. For one rod shall be for the head of the house of their fathers. And thou shalt lay them up in the tabernacle of the congregation before the testimony, where I will meet with you. And it shall come to pass that the man's rod, whom I shall choose, shall blossom, and I will make to cease from me the murmurings of the children of Israel, whereby they murmur against you. And Moses spake unto the children of Israel, and every one of their princes gave him a rod apiece, for each prince one, according to their father's houses, even twelve rods, and the rod of Aaron was among their rods. And Moses laid up the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. And it came to pass that on the morrow, Moses went into the tabernacle of witness and behold, the rod of Aaron for the house of Levi was budded and brought forth buds and bloomed blossoms and yielded almonds. And Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord unto all the children of Israel and they looked and took every man his rod. And the Lord said unto Moses, Bring Aaron's rod again before the testimony to be kept for a token against the rebels. And thou shalt quite take away their murmurings from me that they die not. And Moses did so. As the Lord commanded him, so did he. And the children of Israel spake unto Moses, saying, Behold, we die, we perish, we all perish. Whosoever cometh anything near unto the tabernacle of the Lord shall die. Shall we be consumed with dying? Chapter 18. And the Lord said unto Aaron, Thou and thy sons and thy father's house with thee shall bear the inequity of the sanctuary. And thou and thy sons with thee shall bear the inequity of your priesthood. And thy brethren also of the tribe of Levi the tribe of thy father, bring thou with thee, that they may be joined unto thee, and minister unto thee. But thou and thy sons with thee shall minister before the tabernacle of witness. And they shall keep thy charge, and the charge of all the tabernacle. Only they shall not come nigh the vessels of the sanctuary and the altar, that neither they nor ye also die. And they shall be joined unto thee, and keep the charge of the tabernacle of the congregation for all the service of the tabernacle. And a stranger shall not come nigh unto you. And ye shall keep the charge of the sanctuary and the charge of the altar, that there be no wrath any more upon the children of Israel. And I, behold, I have taken your brethren from the Levites, the Levites from among the children of Israel. To you they are given as a gift for the Lord, to do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. Therefore, thou and thy sons with thee shall keep your priest's office for everything of the altar and within the veil, and ye shall serve. I have given your priest's office unto you as a service of gift, and the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Behold, I also have given thee the charge of mine heave offerings, of all the hallowed things of the children of Israel. Unto thee I have given them. 
by reason of the anointing, and to thy sons, by an ordinance forever. This shall be thine of the most holy things, reserved from the fire. Every oblation of theirs, every meat offering of theirs, and every sin offering of theirs, and every trespass offering of theirs, which they shall render unto me, shall be most holy for thee and for thy sons. In the most holy place shalt thou eat it. Every male shall eat it, and it shall be holy unto thee. And this is thine, the heave offering of their gift with all the wave offerings of the children of Israel. I have given them unto thee, and to thy sons and to thy daughters with thee, by a statute forever. And every one that is clean in thy house shall eat of it. All the best of the oil, and all the best of the wine, and of the wheat, the first fruits of them which they shall offer unto the Lord, them I have given thee. And whatsoever is first ripe in the land, which they shall bring unto the Lord, shall be thine. Every one that is clean in thine house shall eat of it. Everything devoted in Israel shall be thine. Everything that openeth the matrix in all flesh, which they bring unto the Lord, whether it be of men or beasts, shall be thine. Nevertheless, the firstborn of man shalt thou surely redeem, and the firstling of unclean beasts shalt thou surely redeem. And those that are to be redeemed from a month old shalt thou redeem, according to thine estimation, for the money of five shekels, after the shekel of the sanctuary, which is twenty geras. But the firstling of a cow, or the firstling of a sheep, or the firstling of a goat, thou shalt not redeem. They are holy. Thou shalt sprinkle their blood upon the altar, and shalt burn their fat for an offering made by fire, for a sweet savor unto the Lord. And the flesh of them shall be thine, as the wave breast, and as the right shoulder are thine. All the heave offerings of the holy things, which the children of Israel offer unto the Lord, have I given thee, and thy sons and thy daughters with thee, by a statute forever. It is a covenant of salt forever before the Lord unto thee, and to thy seed with thee. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Thou shalt have no inheritance in the land, neither shalt thou have any part among them. I am thy part and thine inheritance among the children of Israel. And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth in Israel for an inheritance, for their service which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. Neither must the children of Israel henceforth come nigh the tabernacle of the congregation, lest they bear sin and die. But the Levites shall do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they shall bear their iniquity. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, that among the children of Israel they have no inheritance." But the tithes of the children of Israel, which they offer as an heave offering unto the Lord, I have given to the Levites to inherit. Therefore I have said unto them, Among the children of Israel they shall have no inheritance. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Thus speak unto the Levites, and say unto them, When ye take of the children of Israel the tithes which I have given you from them for your inheritance, then ye shall offer up an heave offering of it for the Lord, even a tenth part of the tithe. 
and this your heave offering shall be reckoned unto you, as though it were the corn of the threshing floor, and as the fullness of the winepress. Thus ye also shall offer an heave offering unto the Lord of all your tithes, which ye shall receive of the children of Israel, and ye shall give thereof of the Lord's heave offering to Aaron the priest. Out of all your gifts ye shall offer every heave offering of the Lord, of all the best thereof, even the hollowed part thereof, out of it. Therefore thou shalt say unto them, When ye have heaved the best thereof from it, then it shall be counted unto the Levites, as the increase of the threshing floor, and as the increase of the winepress, and ye shall eat in every place, ye in your households, for it is your reward for your service in the tabernacle of the congregation. And ye shall bear no sin by reason of it, when ye have heaved from it the best of it, neither shall ye pollute the holy things of the children of Israel, lest ye die. Chapter 19 And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, This is the ordinance of the law which the Lord hath commanded, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring thee a red heifer without spot, wherein is no blemish, and upon which never came yoke. And ye shall give her unto Eleazar the priest, that he may bring her forth without the camp, and one shall slay her before his face. And Eleazar the priest shall take of her blood with his finger and sprinkle of her blood directly before the tabernacle of the congregation seven times. And one shall burn the heifer in his sight, her skin and her flesh, and her blood with her dung shall he burn. And the priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet and cast it into the midst of the burning of the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes, and he shall bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp, and the priest shall be unclean until the even. And he that burneth her shall wash his clothes in water, and bathe his flesh in water, and shall be unclean until the even. And the man that is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and lay them up without the camp in a clean place. And it shall be kept for the congregation of the children of Israel for a water of separation. It is a purification for sin. And he that gathereth the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. And it shall be unto the children of Israel and unto the stranger that sojourneth among them for a statute forever. He that toucheth the dead body of any man shall be unclean seven days. He shall purify himself with it on the third day. And on the seventh day he shall be clean. But if he purify not himself the third day, then the seventh day he shall not be clean. Whosoever toucheth the dead body of any man that is dead and purifieth him, purifieth not himself, defileth the tabernacle of the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from Israel. Because the water of separation was not sprinkled upon him, he shall be unclean. His uncleanness is yet upon him. This is the law. When a man dieth in a tent, all that come into the tent and all that is in the tent shall be unclean seven days. 
and every open vessel which hath no covering bound upon it is unclean. And whosoever toucheth one that is slain with a sword in the open fields or a dead body or a bone of a man or a grave shall be unclean seven days. And for an unclean person they shall take of the ashes of the burnt heifer of purification for sin, and running water shall be put thereto in a vessel. And a clean person shall take hyssop, and dip it in the water, and sprinkle it upon the tent, and upon all the vessels, and upon the persons that were there, and upon him that touched a bone, or one slain, or one dead, or a grave. And the clean person shall sprinkle upon the unclean on the third day, and on the seventh day, and on the seventh day he shall purify himself, and wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and shall be clean at even. But the man that shall be unclean, and shall not purify himself, that soul shall be cut off from among the congregation, because he hath defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water of separation hath not been sprinkled upon him. He is unclean, and it shall be a perpetual statute unto them, that he that sprinkleth the water of separation shall wash his clothes, and he that toucheth the water of separation shall be unclean until even. And whatsoever the unclean person toucheth shall be unclean, and the soul that toucheth it shall be unclean until even. Mm. Chapter 20 Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there and was buried there. And there was no water for the congregation, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people chode with Moses and spake, saying, Would God that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. And why have ye brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our cattle should die there? And wherefore have ye made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us in onto this evil place? It is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates. Neither is there any water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly onto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And they fell upon their faces and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water, and shall bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord, as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, Hear now, you rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Meribah, 
because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. And Moses sent messengers from Kadesh unto the king of Edom. Thus saith thy brother Israel, Thou knowest all the travail that hath befallen us, how our fathers went down into Egypt, and we have dwelt in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians vexed us and our fathers. And when we cried unto the Lord, he heard our voice and sent an angel, and hath brought us forth out of Egypt. And behold, we are in Kadesh, a city in the uttermost of thy border. Let us pass, I pray thee, through thy country. We will not pass through the fields or through the vineyards, neither will we drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand nor to the left until we have passed thy borders. And Edom said unto him, Thou shalt not pass by me, lest I come out against thee with the sword. And the children of Israel said unto him, We will go by the highway, and if I and my cattle drink of thy water, then I will pay for it. I will only, without doing anything else, go through on my feet. And he said, Thou shalt not go through. And Edom came out against him with much people and with a strong hand. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his border. Wherefore Israel turned away from him. And the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, journeyed from Kadesh and came unto Mount Hor. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor, by the coast of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel because ye rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. Take Aaron and Eleazar his son, and bring them up onto Mount Hor, and strip Aaron of his garments, and put them upon Eleazar his son, and Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, and shall die there. And Moses did as the Lord commanded, and they went up into Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them upon Eleazar his son. And Aaron died there on top of the mount. And Moses and Eleazar came down from the mount. And when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they mourned for Aaron thirty days, even all the house of Israel. Oh my goodness. Hold on, y'all. Annie, go lay down. Chapter 21. And when King Arad, the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, heard tell that Israel came by way of the spies, then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou wilt indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites, and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. And he called the name of the place Hormah. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom, and the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. 
and the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take the serpents away from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a, on a pole. And it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that a serpent had bitten any man. When he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. And the children of Israel set forth and pitched in Oboth. And they journeyed from Oboth and pitched at Ig Abiram in the wilderness, which is before Moab, toward the sun rising. From thence they removed and pitched in the valley of Zared. From thence they removed and pitched on the other side of Arnon, which is in the wilderness that cometh out of the coasts of the Amorites. For Arnon is the border of Moab between Moab and the Amorites. Wherefore it is said in the book of the wars of the Lord, what he did in the Red Sea and in the brooks of Arnon and at the stream of the brooks that goeth down to the dwelling of Ar and lieth upon the border of Moab. And from thence they went to Beer, that is the well whereof the Lord spake unto Moses, Gather the people together, and I will give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up, O well, sing ye unto it. The princes digged the well, the nobles of the people digged it, by the direction of the lawgiver with their staves. And from the wilderness they went to Matana, and from Matana to Nahaliel, and from Nahaliel to Bamoth, and from Bamoth in the valley, that is, in the country of Moab, to the top of Pisgah, which looketh toward Jeshimon. And Israel sent messengers unto Shion, king of the Amorites, saying, Let me pass through thy land. We will not turn in the fields or into the vineyards. We will not drink of the waters of the well, but we will go along by the king's highway until we be past thy borders. And Shinan would not suffer Israel to pass through his border, but Shion gathered all his people together and went out against Israel into the wilderness. And he came to Jahaz and fought against Israel. And Israel smote him with the edge of the sword and possessed his land from Arnon unto Jabbok, even unto the children of Ammon. For the border of the children of Ammon was strong. And Israel took all these cities, and Israel dwelt in all the city of the Amorites, in Heshbon, and in all the villages thereof. For Heshbon was the city of Sihon, the king of the Amorites, who had fought against the former king of Moab, and taken all his land out of his hand, even unto Arnon. Wherefore they that speak in Proverbs say, Come into Heshbon, let the city of Sihon be built and prepared. For there is a fire gone out of Heshbon, a flame from the city of Sihon. It hath consumed Ar of Moab and the lords of the high places of Arnon. Woe to thee, Moab, 
Thou art undone, O people of Chemosh. He hath given his sons that escaped and his daughters into captivity unto Shehan, king of the Amorites. We have shot at them. Heshbon is perished even unto Debon, and we have laid them to waste even unto Mopath, which reacheth into Medba. Thus Israel dwelt in the land of the Amorites, and Moses sent a spy out Jazir, and they took the villages thereof and drove out the Amorites that were there. And they turned and went up by way of Bashan, and Og the king of Bashan went out against them, he and all his people, to the battle at Idre. And the Lord said unto Moses, Fear him not, for I have delivered him into thy hand and all his people and his land, and thou shalt do to him as thou didst unto Shehan, king of the Amorites, which dwelt at Heshbon. So they smote him and his sons and all his people until there was none left him alive, and they possessed his land. Mm. <clears throat> Chapter 22. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plains of Moab on this side of Jordan by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw that all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was sore afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us, as the ox licketh up the grass of the field. And Balak the son of Zippor was king of the Moabites at that time. He sent messengers therefore unto Balaam the son of Beor to Pithor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, this people, for they are too mighty for me. Peradventure I shall prevail, that we may smite them, and that I may drive them out from the land. For I wot that he whom thou is blessed is blessed, and he whom thou cursest is cursed. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of divination in their hand. And they came unto Balaam and spake unto him the words of Balak. And he said unto them, Lodge here this night, and I will bring you word again, as the Lord shall speak unto me. And the princes of Moab abode with Balaam. And when Gan came unto Balaam and said, What man are these with thee? And Balaam said unto God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, hath sent unto me, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt with covereth the, the face of the earth. Come now, curse me then. Peradventure, I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them, thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. And Balaam rose up in the morning and said unto the princes of Balak, Get you into your land, for the Lord refuseth to give me leave to go with you. And the princes of Moab rose up, and they went unto Balak and said, Balaam refuseth to come with us. And Balak sent yet again more princes, more and more honorable than they. And they came to Balaam and said to him, 
Thus said, saith Balak the son of Zippor, Let nothing, I pray thee, hinder thee from coming unto me, for I will promote thee unto very great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people. And Balaam answered, and said unto the servants of Balak, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God, to do less or more. Now therefore I pray you, tarry ye also here this night, that I may know what the Lord will say unto me more. And God came unto Balaam at night, and said unto him, If the man come to call thee, rise up, and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, that shall do thou do. And Balaam rose up in the morning, and saddled his ass, and went with the princes of Moab. And God's anger was kindled, because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his ass, and his two servants were with him. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in a path of the vineyards, a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself onto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. And he smote her again. And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he smote the ass with a staff. And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me these three times? And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would there were a sword in my hand, for now I would kill thee. And the ass said unto Balaam, Am not I thine ass, upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever wont to do so unto thee? And he said, Nay. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand, and he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Wherefore hast thou smitten thine ass these three times? Behold, I went out to withstand thee, because thy way is perverse before me. And the ass saw me, and turned from me these three times. Unless she had turned from me, surely now also I had slain thee, and saved her alive. And Balaam said unto the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I knew not that thou stoodest in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displease thee, I will get me back again. And the angel of the Lord said unto Balaam, Go with the men, but only the word that I shall speak unto thee, that thou shalt speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak. And when Balak heard that Balaam was come, he went out to meet him in a city of Moab, which is in the border of Arnon, which is in the utmost coast. And Balak said unto Balaam, Did I not earnestly send unto thee to call thee? Wherefore camest thou not unto me? Am I not able indeed to promote thee to honor? And Balaam said unto Balak, Lo, I am come unto thee. Have I now any power at all to say anything? 
the word that God putteth in my mouth, that shall I speak. And Balaam went with Balak, and they came into Kirjath Huzath. And Balak offered sheep and oxen, and sent to Balaam and to the princes that were with him. And it came to pass on the morrow that Balak took Balaam and brought him up into the high places of Baal, that thence he might see the utmost part of the people. Chapter 23. And Balaam said unto Balak, Build me here seven altars, and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on every altar a bullock and a ram. And Balaam said unto Balak, Stand by thy burnt offering, and I will go. Peradventure the Lord will come to meet me, and whatsoever he showeth me I will tell thee. And he went to an high place. And God met Balaam, and he said unto him, I have prepared seven altars, and I have offered upon every altar a bullock and a ram. And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return unto Balak, and thus thou shalt speak. And he returned unto him, and lo, he stood by his burnt sacrifice, he and all the princes of Moab. And he took up his parable and said, Balak the king of Moab hath brought me from Aram out of the mountains of the east, saying, Come, curse me, Jacob, and come, defy Israel. How shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone, and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob, and the number of the fourth part of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and let my last end be like his. And Balak said unto Balaam, What hast thou done unto me? I took thee to curse mine enemies, and behold, thou hast blessed them altogether. And he answered and said, Must I not take heed to speak that which the Lord hath put in my mouth? And Balak said unto him, Come, I pray thee, with me unto another place, from whence thou mayest see them. Thou shalt see but the utmost part of them, and shalt not see them all, and curse me them from thence. And he brought him into a field of Zophim, to the top of Pisgah, and built seven offer altars, and offered a bullock and a ram on every altar. And he said unto Balak, Stand here by thy burnt offering, while I meet the, the Lord yonder. And the Lord met Balaam, and put a word in his mouth, and said, Go again unto Balak, and say this. And when he come to him, behold, he stood by his burnt offering, and the princes of Moab with him. And Balak said unto him, What hath the Lord spoken? And he took up his parable and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear. Hearken unto me, thou son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. 
He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. God brought them out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of an unicorn. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob, neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, What hath God wrought? Behold, the people shall rise up as a great lion, and lift up himself as a young lion. He shall not lie down until he eat of the prey, and drink the blood of the slain. And Balak said unto Balaam, Neither curse them at all, nor bless them at all. But Balaam answered and said unto Balak, Told not I thee, saying, All that the Lord speaketh that I must do? And Balak said unto Balaam, Come, I pray thee, I will bring thee unto another place. Peradventure, it will please God that thou mayest curse me them from thence. And Balak brought Balaam on top of the top of Peor that looketh toward Jeshimon, and Balak. Abalam said unto Balak, Build me here seven altars, and prepare me here seven bullocks and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had said, and offered a bullock and a ram on every altar. That is the end of our reading for today, because I did realize that the reason our intro was so short was because uh, I didn't play our friend Matthew, Brother Matt's message for today, which I have to go and find. Hmm. But tell me, that reading, does that give you a bit of a different perspective on... What's going on in the Middle East right now? Think about it. Okay. So, if you're new here, our friend, Brother Matt, had a strength for today. Received a series of messages from the Lord between Easter and Pentecost. And he just finished putting them all out a week or so ago. We are playing them all. So, I normally play it at the beginning, but I was distracted. So, that's okay. We're going to play it right now at the end. This is a message that the Lord gave me on April 12th, 2023. It says, tell my people who are called by my name, behold, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the one who was and is and is to come. If my people will come unto me and repent of their iniquities, then I will heal them. If my children will come to me and ask of me, I will give to them the bread of heaven and the living water, 
that they may hunger and thirst no more. But on this generation that has forgotten me, that has forsaken my name, my statutes, and my commands, there is judgment appointed. Behold, I am coming soon. I will not tarry much longer. The coming of the day of the Lord is upon you. Therefore, prepare yourselves. I have offered you a white robe and a new name and a place at my side. Return to me, my people, that you will not be consumed. I am the Lord, and I have spoken. I will not be silent. Soon every eye shall see, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is an unsealing that is coming upon this earth. Judgments are appointed. I will not forget my people, my bride. I will come for her. I will preserve my remnant, whom I have marked with my name. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, as it was in the days of Noah, Jonah, and Lot. So shall it be. Repent, prepare, for the master is coming soon. How will he find his house? What will his servants be doing? Behold, I come like a thief in the night. You will not know the hour of my coming, but I am coming soon. Prepare or be consumed. This is the word of the Lord. I have spoken. I, the Lord of hosts, have spoken to you that you would prepare this generation, my remnant, my people, for their king. Tell it in the marketplace, from the rooftops, in the temple. The Lord is coming soon. There is a door open in heaven, and the Lord is standing there. Do not fear. I will preserve my people, the armies of the Lord are making ready. I feel that message was especially for us. Do you feel called to be a leader? Do you feel called to be a soldier, to be one of the armies of the Lord? If he calls you, will you answer? Will you accept? One of the 12, one of the 840, we are the armies of the Lord. He is coming soon. Brian, are you with me? Pian, are you with me? Edouard, are you with me? Let me know. I don't normally play this in the outro, but I feel I should play it again.
I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me, because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. I test my hand to war and my fingers to fight. Edouard, remember what we learned yesterday in the book of Thomas. Be an observer. So, Liana's coming up next with that. At 9.05. Liana, you are coming up next, correct? Okay. Um... You know, she might be playing a movie or a documentary or music or news or whatever. She always gets the day rolling, goes on all day, keeps us going. Mick and I will be back tonight, 545 for the pre-show, I think. I have to check with Vince and Josh and see, uh, Liana, I know you're with me. Um, 
see if we're starting right at six. I, I don't know if the uh, decentralized media is rolling out full force yet this morning. I have to find out. So, um, but, you know, normally 545 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show. And that's it for me. So thanks for listening, y'all. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. See y'all on the flip side. Wolf Pack Family Productions. Those of us who love Justin and keep cannabis and combat alive and the Wolf Pack Family strong want to remind you of the Patriot Party Podcast with Mick and V. Lynn Q. Their channel has Reading the Good Book with V. Lynn every Monday through Friday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Then you come over and see me and get fired up for the rest of your damn day. But then at night you get the power coupling of Mick, a.k.a. Dick Punch and VLAN Q. Pre-show starts at 5.45 for the lounge. Show starts at 6. And if you're not there by 6.15, you're missing out on the news of the day. Again, every Monday through Friday evening, 6 p.m. Saturday at VLAN Q has Freedom Gardens. Generally around 2 p.m., depending on local farmers, markets, and town happenings. So be sure to check out the Foxhole family schedule to know when to tune in. Sometimes she's joined by her youngest and most loving son, Liam, but most of the time her best friend, Heather, of Mama H's Farm for a Better Tomorrow is manning that co-host chair. Not only are they teaching you how to grow food from the seed to the stock pot, they're teaching you the best ways to set up your garden and the ancient knowledge of electroculture and showing you how your food grows with it and without it. Believe me, you're going to want it. And if you're too busy and stressed to make your own electro freedom wands, they are making them and mailing them to you. And they don't stop there. On Sundays at 1.45 for the pre-show and 2 p.m. for the start of True Spiracies, where they talk about all the different conspiracy theories going around the planet and or get downright churchy but without the church feel of things you know no evils allowed here and if you're ever having trouble remembering their scheduled or sponsored products well they have their website that gives you the full schedule all of their broadcast locations and other platforms websites to their uh substack and the electro freedom gardens patriot party podcast channel right here on your home for the best censorship free platform the foxhole foxhole is the only place to be Good morning, friends. There we go. How's everyone doing this morning? Annie is wanting to go through the wires to the window right now. Out there. We've been arguing about it since I came and set up the show. Hmm. So... Liana, thank you for that amazing new ad. I love it. Fantastic. So, um, I'll figure out how to get it over here. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you all a little bit about time this morning. 
And then the roosters woke us up at 2 a.m. <laughs> Carrying on. There was obviously a predator out there. You know, they've been messed up by this time change. Everybody has been. Our animals are more messed up than we are, right? Last night, if you were listening, the Patriot Party podcast, you might have heard Seamus whining for like the last hour of the show. Seamus doesn't normally whine like that, but he was hungry because of the time change. Now, all of a sudden, he's eating dinner an hour later. Well, he doesn't understand. And the roosters are getting put up an hour later, or all the, the birds, all the chickens are getting put up an hour later because they don't understand. Should we force our animals to accommodate our perception of time? And we do anyway, right? Is it right to force them to change twice a year mid-season? Or should we change our schedules to accommodate their needs? I think I'm going to start feeding the dogs before the show rather than after. I've already started letting the birds out before this show rather than after with the time change. The sun's well up. They want to come out. So I ask you this, if you had no clocks, no watches, no way to tell time except for the sun, how would your life change? How would you judge time? Would you judge time? How would you get things accomplished during your day? You know, it's funny, I've, I've actually never worn a watch. I tried. When I was a kid, I used to try and wear a watch. My mom would give me watches all the time. I had a whole collection of them. Every single one of them had a dead battery because I'd wear it for an hour or two and the battery would die. Put in a fresh battery, an hour or two later, the battery would die. I gave up very quickly. And I got an Apple iWatch for a while that didn't die quite, quite as fast. I wore that for about a year, but y'all know how. Mm, I, uh, I'm, I'm not very gentle to my own body, so the things on it tend to get beaten up as well. So after I broke a couple Apple Eye watches, I gave up on that as well. It doesn't matter how protective the coating is. It's, I kill it. I destroy it. But yeah, I don't wear a watch. And I rarely check the time. I mean, I have alarms set on my phone during the day so that when I have to do things like, okay, I have to get ready for the show. I have to go pick up the kid from school. It's 4.20. Or I have to get out of bed. But if I didn't have to bring the kid to school in the morning or make sure that they got up and took showers and made their breakfast and got them rolling, 
I wouldn't set an alarm on my phone to wake up. I'd let the roosters do it. They're a much better alarm and they're actually earlier than the one on my phone anyway. We let our perception of time control our lives to such a degree we are slaves to clocks. Think about it. We are slaves to our own creation of time. It's not even real. Think about it. You ever notice how time seems to go faster when you're having a good time? Or slows down when you're having a bad time? Hmm. Time. It's our biggest enemy. We have so little of it and so much to do. So make the most of it. Yes, Ellsworth, time stretching is a mindset. Time skipping is too. Liana, the birds don't usually crow at two o'clock in the morning. In fact, they never have before. There was a predator outside. Um, we have the, uh, on the chicken enclosure and the adjacent, what used to be a duck enclosure and is now a sweet potato because it wasn't strong enough to keep the predators out. Um, but we have uh, beer cans tied to the, the duck enclosure. Um, so when things try to get in there, it, beer cans with pennies in them, it makes them, makes them rattle, wakes up everything intends to scare them away. And then we have lights out there too, but you know, the beer cans go off and the, the lights go off and the roosters wake up and they're like, what the heck is going on? And yeah, they start carrying on. So something tried to get into either the chicken enclosure or the duck enclosure last night, which the ducks sleep in the chicken enclosure. We just call it that because it used to be the duck enclosure. But uh, something tried to get in there and the roosters weren't having any of it. So Mick dragged himself out of bed at two o'clock in the morning with his flashlight and his gun and he went to go check it out. That's what roosters are good for. They alert you to all kinds of dangers. Two-legged and four-legged predators. So, anyway. Hmm. Um, I did remember to pull up Brother Matt's next message in his series. So before we get to our reading, let's go ahead and get to this. This is a word that the Lord gave me on Thursday, April 13th, 2023. Tell my people who are called by my name, I am he who sits on the throne. I hold the seven stars and I stand amidst the seven golden lampstands. I hold the keys to life eternal. Unto him who comes to me, I will give you a new name 
I will put my mark on your forehead. You are mine. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Beloved, return to me, and I will give you the fruit of the tree of life, and you will drink from the river of life, the living water. You will thirst no more. You will hunger no more. You will cry no more, for I will wipe every tear from your eye. Soon the abyss will be opened, and hell will come forth. My wrath must be satisfied, but my children, my people, who I hold in my hand, you I have given rescue. As the shadow fell on Egypt, but the light was upon my people, so it shall be for you. Fear not, I am with you, I am coming soon. Tell my people, watch. I know you are weary, but soon you will enter my rest. You will see my city descending from on high. In my Father's house are many rooms. I have prepared a place for you. Watch for me. Look for my coming. As I went, so shall I come again. Keep watch, my people. Prepare for the day of the Lord. I am the Amen the Everlasting Father, Son, Spirit, Alpha, Omega, Prince of Peace, Elohim, Adonai, El Shaddai. I am your banner. I am your maker. I am your father. I am your king. I am your priest. I am your salvation. I am your hope, eternity. Watch for me, for my coming. I am coming soon. The door is open. The gates are open. The windows are open. Narrow is the gate. Come unto me, my sheep, my children, my people, my bride. That next one is for tomorrow. Hmm. Will you be marked? Not with the mark of the beast, but with the mark of God. Who is the bride, Lindsay? Have you been called? Will you be a warrior for God? Will you follow the path that he set for you? Will you join us? I know a lot of people are anxious. Maybe anxious isn't the word. More like chomping at the bit. You want time to speed up. You want to get this over with. You want to get this done. I understand. 
you feel like you're ready, you're not ready. Finally, we have a distinct path. Choose 12. Those 12 each choose 70 for a total of 840 warriors for God. I'm sure there are others as well. We're not the only ones. But first we have to come together. Time is not on our side. Do not be so anxious. The period of mourning is not over yet. It's barely begun. So find your people. Because I'm sure that the next step of God's plan will be revealed to us in due time. We've been told that preparations begin in the new year. We have until the end of this year to form our wolf pack. Our real wolf pack. So. We'll get there. Start with a prayer. Dear God, please give me the strength and energy to get everything done that I need to get done today and the focus to figure out what that is. Thank you for having a plan for us. Thank you for constantly showing yourself in our lives. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for helping us along our path. Thank you for bringing us together so that we understand that we are not alone. This burden is too big for any one person to bear, but together we can do anything. Together we can save the world. but only with your help, God, and only in your glory, with your plan. We are just cogs in your machine. In this roller coaster, in the end of times, these times, anyway. Thank you, God, for our animals that keep us protected and sane and show us constantly remind us what it is to live for God thank you for my children and my amazing husband every day I'm so grateful that you've let him stay here with us.
And thank you for everybody that's listening to my voice. Thank you for all the friends that we've made in this journey towards you and with you. Did you ever feel like that? Did you guys ever feel like you're moving towards God and yet he's behind you at the same time? Time. Thank you, God, for life every single day. Thank you for life. So, if you remember yesterday, we are still in Numbers. In the fourth book of Moses called Numbers. And Balak was trying to convince Balaam to curse the people of Israel. Balaam had a direct connection to God. He could go and speak to God. And God said, nah, bear. No, those are my people. Those are my blessed people. You can't curse them. And Balaam went back to Balak over and over again and said, sorry, dude, can't do it. But to keep his life, essentially, he'd say, well, let me ask again. We'll go to a different place. We'll go to a higher place. I'll ask again and again and again. And God kept telling him, nah, no, no, no. Those are my chosen people. You can't do it. So. The fourth book of Moses called Numbers. Chapter 24. And when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord. Uh, actually, I think we read that one yesterday. Maybe not. We'll do it again. And when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he went not as at other times, to seek for enchantments. But he set his face toward the wilderness. And Balaam lifted up his eyes, and he saw Israel abiding in his tents according to their tribes. And the Spirit of God came upon him. And he took up his parable and said, Balaam, the son of Beor, hath said, and the man whose eyes are open hath said, he hath said, which heard the words of God, which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. How goodly are thy tents, O Jacob, and thy tabernacles, O Israel! As the valleys are they spread forth, as gardens by the riverside, as the trees of lime aloes, which the Lord hath planted, and as cedar trees beside the waters. He shall pour out the waters out of his buckets, and his seed shall be in many waters, and his king shall be higher than a god, and his kingdom shall be exalted. God brought him forth out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of an unicorn. He shall eat up the nations, his enemies, and shall break their bones, and pierce them through with his arrows. He couched, he lay down as a lion, and as a great lion, who shall stir him up? Blessed is he that blesseth thee, and cursed is he that curseth thee. And Balak's anger was kindled against Balaam, and he smote his hands together. And Balak said unto Balaam, I called thee to curse mine enemies, and behold, thou hast altogether blessed them these three times. Therefore now flee thou to thy place." 
I thought to promote thee unto great honor, but lo, the Lord hath kept thee back from honor. And Balaam said unto Balak, Spake I not also to thy messengers, which thou sentest unto me, saying, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the commandment of the Lord, to do either good or bad of mine own mind. But what the Lord saith, that will I speak. And now, behold, I go unto my people. Come, therefore, and I will advertise thee what this people shall do to thy people in thy latter days. And he took up his parable and said, Balaam, the son of Beor, hath said, and the man whose eyes are open hath said, he hath said, which heard the words of God, and knew the knowledge of the Most High, which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Sheth. And Edom shall be a possession. Seir shall also be a possession for his enemies. And Israel shall do valiantly. Out of Jacob shall come he that shall have dominion and shall destroy him that remaineth of the city. And when he looked on Amalek, he took up his parable and said, Amalek was the first of the nations, but his latter end shall be he that perish forever. And he looked on the Kenites and took up his parable and said, Strong is thy dwelling place, and thou puttest thy nest in a rock. Nevertheless, the Kenites shall be wasted, until Ashur shall carry thee away captive. And he took up his parable and said, Alas, who shall live when God doeth this? And ships shall come forth from the coast of Chittim, and shall afflict Ashur, and shall afflict Eber, and he shall also shall perish forever. And Balaam rose up and went and returned to his place, and Balak also went his way. Hold on one moment. Apparently it's puppy playtime in the other room. Chapter 25. And Israel abode in Shittim, and the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. And they called the people onto the sacrifices of their gods. And the people did eat and bowed down to their gods. And Israel joined himself onto Baal Peor. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take all the heads of the people and hang them up before the Lord against the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay ye every one his men that were joined unto Baal Peor. And behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought unto his brethren a, Med a Med Medinianish woman in the sight of Moses, and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel, who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest saw it. 
He rose up from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel. And those that died in the plague were 20 and 4,000. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, hath turned my wrath away from the children of Israel, while he was zealous for my sake among them, that I consumed not the children of Israel in my jealousy. Wherefore say, Behold, I give unto him my covenant of peace, and he shall have it, and his seed after him, even the covenant of an everlasting priesthood because he was jealous for his God and made an atonement for the children of Israel. Now the name of the Israelite that was slain, even that was slain with the Medantish woman, was Zimri, the son of Salu, a prince of a chief house among the Simeonites. And the name of the Medantish woman that was slain was Cosby, the daughter of Zor. He was head over a people and of a chief house in Midian, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Vex the Midianites and smite them, for they vex you with their wiles, wherewith they have beguiled you in the manner of Peor, and in the matter of Cosby, the daughter of a prince of Midian, their sister, which was slain in the day of the plague for Peor's sake. Chapter 26 And it came to pass, after the plague, that the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Eleazar the son of Aaron the priest, saying, Take the sum of all the congregation of the children of Israel, from twenty years old and upward, throughout their father's house, all that are able to go to war in Israel. And Moses and Eleazar the priest spake with them in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Take the sum of the people from twenty years old and upward, as the Lord commanded Moses and the children of Israel, which went forth out of the land of Egypt. Reuben, the eldest son of Israel, the children of Reuben, Hanok, of whom cometh the family of the Hanakites, of Palu, the family of Paluzites, Paluites, of Hezron, the family of the Hezronites, of Carmi, the family of the Carmites. These are the families of the Reubenites. And they that are numbered of them were forty and three thousand and seven hundred and thirty. And the sons of Palu, Eliab, and the sons of Eliab, Nemuel, and Dathan, and Eberam. This is that Dathan and Eberam, which were famous in the congregation, who strove against Moses and against Aaron in the company of Korah, when they strove against the Lord. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up together with Korah when that company died. What time the fire devoured 250 men, and they became a sign. Notwithstanding, the children of Korah died not. The sons of Simeon, after their families, of Nemuel, the family of the Nemuelites, of Jamin, the family of the Jaminites, of Jachin, the family of the Jachinites, of Zerah, the family of the Zarites, of Shaul, the family of the Shaulites. These are the families of the Simeonites, twenty and two thousand and two hundred. The children of Gad, after their families, of Zephon, the family of the Zephonites, of Hagi, the family of the Haggites, of Shuni, the family of the Shunites, of Ozni, the family of the Ozanites, 
of Eri, the family of the Erites, of Arod, the family of the Aradites, of Arieli, the family of the Aralites. These are the families of the children of Gad, according to those that were numbered of them, 40,500. The sons of Judah were Aaron Onan, and Aaron Onan died in the land of Canaan. And the sons of Judah after their families were of Shelah, the family of the Shelanites, of Pharez, the family of the Pharisites, of Zerah, the family of the Zarites. And the sons of Pharez were of Hezron, the family of the Hezronites, of Hamul, the family of the Hamulites. These are the families of Judah, according to those that were numbered of them, threescore and sixteen thousand and five hundred. Of the sons of Issachar, after their families, of Tola, the family of the Tolites, of Pua, the family of the Punites, of Jashub, the family of the Jashubites, of Shimron, the family of the Shimronites. These are the families of Issachar, according to those that were numbered of them, threescore and four thousand and three hundred. Of the sons of Zebulon, after their families, of Sered, the family of the Sardites, of Elon, the family of the Elonites, of Jalil, the family of the Jalilites. These are the families of the Zebulonites, according to those that were numbered of them, threescore thousand and five hundred. The sons of Joseph, after their families, were Manasseh and Ephraim. Of the sons of Manasseh, of Machir, the family of the Machirites, of and Machior begat, but Gilead. Of Gilead come the family of the Gileadites. These are the sons of Gilead. Of Jezer, the family of the Jezerites. Of Helic, the family of the Helkites. Of Asriel, the family of the Azraelites. And of Shechem, the family of the Shechemites. And of Shemida, the family of the Shemidites. And of Hefer, the family of the Hepherites. And of Zelophehad, the son of Hefer had no sons but daughters. And the names of the daughters of Zelophehad were Mahala and Noah and Hogla, Milcah and Terzah. These are the families of Manasseh and those that were numbered of them, 50 and 2,700. These are the sons of Ephraim after their families, of Shetula, the families of the Shetulites, of Becker, the family of the Beckerites, of Tahan, the family of the Tahanites. And these are the sons of Shatula, of Iran, the family of the Iranites. There, these are the families of the sons of Ephraim, according to those that were numbered of them, thirty and two thousand and five hundred. These are the sons of Joseph after their families, the sons of Benjamin after their families, of Bela, of the family of the Belites, of Ashbel, the family of the Ashbelites, of Araham, the family of the Aramites, of Shupham, the family of the Shuphamites, of Hufam, the family of the Hufamites. And the sons of Bela were Ard and Naam, of Ard, the family of the Ardites, and of Naam, the family of the Namites. These are the sons of Benjamin after their families, and they that were numbered of them were forty and five thousand and six hundred. These are the sons of Dan after their families, of Shoam, the family of the Shuamites. These are the families of Dan after their families. All of the families of the Shuamites, according to those that were numbered of them, were threescore and four thousand and four hundred. Of the children of Asher after their families, of Jimna, the family of the Jimnites, of Jeshi, the family of the Jesuites, of Beria, 
the family of the Berites, of the sons of Beriah, of Heber, the family of the Heberites, of Malchai, Malchiel, the family of the Malachites. And the name of the daughter of Asher was Sarah. These are the families of the sons of Asher, according to those that were numbered of them, who were fifty and three thousand and four hundred. Of the sons of Naphtali, after their families, of Jazeel, the family of the Jazeelites, of Guni, the family of the Gunites, of Jezer, the family of the Jezerites, of Shillem, the family of the Shillemites. These are the families of Naphtali, according to their families. And they that were numbered of them were forty and five thousand and four hundred. Those, these were the numbered of the children of Israel, six hundred thousand and a thousand, seven hundred and thirty. Six hundred thousand and a thousand, seven hundred and thirty. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Unto these the land shall be divided for an inheritance according to the number of names. Too many thou shalt give the more inheritance, and to few thou shalt give the less inheritance. To every one shall his inheritance be given according to those that were numbered of him. Notwithstanding, the land shall be divided by lot. According to the names of the tribes of their fathers, they shall inherit. According to the lot shall the possession thereof be divided between many and few. And these are they that were numbered of the Levites after their families, of Gershon, the family of the Gershonites, of Kohath, the family of the Kohathites, of Merari, the family of the Merarites. These are the family of the Levites, the family of the Libanites, the family of the Hebronites, the family of the Malites, the family of the Mushites, the family of the Korathites. And Kohath begat Amram, and the name of Amram's wife was Jochbed, the daughter of Levi, whom her mother bare to Levi in Egypt. And she bare unto Amram Aaron and Moses, and Miriam their sister. And unto Aaron was born Nadab, and Abuhu, and Eleazar, and Ithamar. And Nadab and Abuhu died when they offered strange fire before the Lord. And those that were numbered of them were twenty and three thousand, all males from a month old and upward. For they were not numbered among the children of Israel, because there was no inheritance given to them among the children of Israel. These are those that were numbered by Moses and Eleazar the priest, who numbered the children of Israel in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho. But among these there was not a man of them who Moses and Aaron the priest numbered when they numbered the children of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. For the Lord had said of them, They shall surely die in the wilderness. And there was not left a man of them save Caleb the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Chapter 27. Then, then came the daughters of Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Macher, the son of Manasseh, the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph. And these are the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, and Hagla, and Milcah, and Terzah. And they stood before Moses and before Eleazar the priest and before the princes and all the congregation by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Our father died in the wilderness, and he was not in the company of them that gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah, but died in his own sin and had no sons. 
Why should the name of our father be done away from among his family, because he hath no son? Give unto us, therefore, a possession among the brethren of our father. And Moses brought their cause before the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad speak right. Thou shalt surely give them a possession of an inheritance among their father's brethren, and thou shalt cause the inheritance of their father to pass unto them. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a man die and have no son, then ye shall cause his inheritance to pass unto his daughter. And if he have no daughter, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his brethren. And if he have no brethren, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his father's brethren. And if his father have no brethren, then ye shall give his inheritance unto his kinsman that is next to him of his family, and he shall possess it. And it shall be unto the children of Israel a statue of judgment, as the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord said unto Moses, Get thee up into this Mount Abraham, and see the land which I have given unto the children of Israel. And when thou hast seen it, thou shalt also be gathered unto thy people, as Aaron thy brother was gathered. For ye rebelled against my commandment in the desert of Zin, in the strife of the congregation, to sanctify me at the water before their eyes. That is the water of Meribah in Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. And Moses spake unto the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation, which may go out before them, and which may go in before them, and which may lead them out, and which may bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord be not as sheep which have no shepherd. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thine hand upon him, and set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation, and give him a charge in their sight. And thou shalt put some of thine honor upon him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall ask him ask counsel for him after the judgment of Urim before the Lord. At his word shall they go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the children of Israel with him, even all the congregation. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and he took Joshua, and set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation. And he laid his hands upon him, and gave him a charge, as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. Chapter 28 And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel, and say unto them, My offering and my bread for my sacrifices made by fire, for a sweet savor unto me shall ye observe to offer unto me in their due season. And thou shalt say unto them, This is the offering made by fire which ye shall offer unto the Lord, two lambs of the first year without spot by day, for a continual burnt offering. The one lamb shalt thou offer in the morning, and the other lamb shalt thou offer at even, and a tenth part of an apaph of flour for a meat offering, mingled with the fourth part of an hin of beaten oil. It is a continual burnt offering, which was ordained in Mount Sinai for a sweet savor, a sacrifice made by fire unto the Lord, and the drink offering thereof shall be the fourth part of an hin for one lamb, 
And in the holy place shalt thou cause the strong wine to be poured unto the Lord for a drink offering. And the other lamb shalt thou offer at even, as the meat offering of the morning, and as the drink offering thereof thou shalt offer it, a sacrifice made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And on the Sabbath day, two lambs of the first year without spot, and two tenth deals of flour for a meat offering mingled with oil, and the drink offering thereof. This is the burnt offering of every Sabbath, beside the continual burnt offering, and his drink offering. And in the beginning of your months ye shall offer a burnt offering unto the Lord, two young bullocks and one ram, seven lambs of the first year without spot, and three-tenths deals of flour for a meat offering, mingled with oil for one bullock, and two-tenths deals of flour for a meat offering, mingled with oil for one ram, and a several-tenth deal of flour mingled with oil for a meat offering unto one lamb, for a burnt offering of a sweet savor, a sacrifice made by fire unto the Lord. And their drink offering shall be at half a hin of wine unto a bullock, and the third part of a hin unto a ram, and a fourth part of a hin unto a lamb. This is the burnt offering of every month throughout the months of the year. And one kid of the goats for a sin offering unto the Lord shall be offered beside the continual burnt offering and his drink offering. And in the fourteenth day of the first month is the Passover of the Lord. And in the fifteenth day of this month is the feast. Seven days shall unleavened bread be eaten. In the first day shall be a holy convocation. Ye shall do mo no manner of servile work then, but ye shall offer a sacrifice made by fire for a burnt offering unto the Lord, two young bullocks and one ram, and seven lambs of the first year. They shall be unto you without blemish. And their meat offering shall be of flour mingled with oil. Three-tenth deals shall ye offer for a bullock, and two-tenth deals for a ram. A several-tenth deal shalt thou offer for every lamb throughout the seven lambs, and one goat for a sin offering to make an atonement for you. Ye shall offer these beside the burnt offering in the morning, which is for a continual burnt offering. After this manner ye shall offer daily throughout the seven days the meat of the sacrifice made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. It shall be offered beside the continual burnt offering and his drink offering. And on the seventh day ye shall have a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work. Also in the day of the first fruits, when ye bring a new meat offering unto the Lord, after your weeks be out, ye shall have an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work, but ye shall offer the burnt offering for a sweet savor unto the Lord. Two young bullocks, one ram, seven lambs of the first year, and their meat offering of flour mingled with oil, three-tenth deals unto one bullock, two-tenth deals unto one ram, a several-tenth deal unto one lamb, throughout the seven lambs, and one kid of the goats to make an atonement for you. You shall offer them beside the continual burnt offering and his meat offering. They shall be unto you without blemish and their drink offerings. So. Why did I name this one more? Doesn't it seem like every day when we read the Bible, 
what we read is reflected in what's going on in the world? It is. It is. Why did God smite his people over and over again? Even after he told Balak, or he told Balaam, no, you cannot curse them. Not on Balak's behalf, not on anyone's behalf. And yet he went and consumed them himself. Every time. Why? Because it is not enough for you to ask God for help, for you to follow his plans, for you to follow his signs. You must acknowledge him. You must understand. You must give God all of the glory. It is his. It is not yours. Everything that we do right now, from this point forward, we do for God. And if you don't understand that, you will be consumed. Give God the glory. Not me. Not yourself. Every success you have, give God the glory. Every failure you have, give God the glory. Why? because every failure is one step closer to success and it is a glory in its own right. So, look to your animals. They're a great way to show you a great way to show you what it is to live for God, not for yourself. I want to play something for you guys really quick before we get out of here. Something that was shared with me last night and I'll play it again tonight so I guess you could almost say this is from Justin because in a way it is This is for the wolf pack. Turn it up. Play it loud. I've not heard this before. Mick, I hope you're listening because we're supposed to listen to all this together. No, no. This is from the spirit of Justin. Liana, I'm going to send this to you for you to play as well. 
I'll smile, don't know what it takes to fool this down. I'll do it till the sun goes down and all through the night time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll tell you what you wanna hear. Keep my sunglasses on while I shed a tear. It's never the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. told everyone would get their own message out of that song. So. Remember. When the day comes. Stand fast. Do not run. Do not scurry in fear. Do not fear. 
lest you be consumed. Set your feet as stone. All right. I hope everybody has an amazing, blessed day. Now we're running late. Sorry, Liana. Not too bad, though. And uh, Liana, of course, is coming up next. Starting right about now. Over on Foxhole, Pilled.net, and here on Rumble, on the Liana Wilbert Show on Rumble. And uh, Mick and I will be back tonight. 5.45 for the pre-show. 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show at the Patriot Party Podcast. And that's it for me for today. I hope everybody has a wonderful, blessed day. May God keep you safe. I'll see you on the flip side. We are both right now drinking our Cardi Miracle, which is, uh, and we both prefer it with a little bit more water. So. And I'm almost done with mine, but this was full. It was full. Um, and it's one scoop twice a day in distilled water. It is important to put it in distilled water. I put mine in spring water. Spring water will work too. Don't use I just not tap water. water. I it don't defeats the water. whole purpose. Really? I like mine. And I, I actually, when I get about halfway through this, yeah, I add, add more, more water. water to it and I drink it all day. Um, it's literally every vitamin and mineral that you need at even more than what the you know government recommends. Right, and your body just anyway. expels what you don't need. Your yeah. body will not absorb it. It's like once it reaches the limit, you'll find that you go pee more. Right. Mm -hmm. What were your symptoms before? Oh, I was. I would get short of breath going from the kitchen to my bedroom. I was working from home eight hours a day, and I there were many, many days that I did not make it through a whole shift because I was dizzy. I was nauseous. I was shorter, like shorter breath to the point, which is what I think was causing my dizziness because I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I felt terrible, like almost all the time. And I went through that for about a year before mm -hmm. we started doing this cardio miracle in February. And it really has made a difference. And it's Hey, every there. day, seriously, start really, your day, what it is. It's like really, start your really day have with to. cardio miracle, go to defiantmiracle.com. It's our affiliate link. Use promo code defiant. If you sign up for the subscribe and save, then you get oh, that's so helpful. an additional to order it. Yeah, ten percent off, and then they just send it to you every month. All right, so uh, Cardi Miracle, get yes. yours today. DefiantMiracle.com promo code Defiant. Good morning, everyone. How are y'all doing today? My dogs are being very rambunctious this morning, right off the bat. Fair warning, Annie. So, hmm. I went to bed really early last night. I don't normally do that. I'm normally up till about midnight and I get up at six, but 9.30 last night, I was done. Toasted. So I went to bed. And at five o'clock this morning, I was wide awake. <laughs> Oh, Seamus. Seamus, are you going to try and come in here and say hello? No. Nope. Seamus isn't allowed in the studio. He's too big. He knows it. Hmm. Out. Oh, all right. And he's lying down next to me. So. I feel fully charged this morning. Raring to go with all kinds of things to do. Yesterday I was uh, working on an order 
and uh, kind of scrolling through the news and seeing what was going on. Good morning, Julie. And I saw our friend Brother Matt had put out a new message, something that had recently come to him. So I was actually thinking about playing two of his messages each day to get through them if he's going to be putting new stuff out. So I'm going to start with the new one. I was kind of debating going back and forth. And then at the end of the show, we'll play the next one in the series from the messages that he received from Easter to Pentecost. So here's Matt, our good friend, brother Matt, for you. Hello, brothers and sisters. It's brother Matt back with you again with another message from the Lord. The message that I'm going to read to you today was given on November 5th, 2023. Um, I know that I've been silent really the last week and haven't really put very much out um, since I finished the Easter to Pentecost series. Uh, if you're new to this channel, I do encourage you to check out the other videos that I've posted uh, so you can see the sorts of things the Lord has been giving me to share. Uh, what I do here is I just read to you what he's given to me exactly as he gave it to me. The message I'm going to read today has not only a message, but also um, some kind of vision elements towards the end that I will share when I get to them. And I, I think if you've listened to my other videos, you'll notice maybe some consistent themes. Typically, you know, the themes are pretty consistent from message to message. Uh, as always, I'm grateful for all of you, for those of you that have subscribed and who like these videos, who comment on these videos. I encourage you, if you have prayer requests, please put them in the comments. This is a time where we should definitely be praying for each other, praying for others, praying for those who are uh, our, our pastors and people serving the Lord as, as missionaries overseas. I mean, and for each other, brothers and sisters, we're, we're in the midst of a war and the enemy is, um, I mean, certainly there is real war going on in the world, but there's also a spiritual war. And um, that war continues to rage. And, um, and so we need to keep our defenses up and we need to pray for each other. And as I've, I've said over the last several videos, um, you know, we need to bring things to light, things in our lives. Um, we, we've got to bring them to the light uh, of, and to the Lord's light so that he can cleanse, so that he can forgive and renew and, um, and so that we can be right with him. Um, the enemy wants us in the darkness because in the darkness we're separated, we're divided. And um, the Lord wants us to be reconciled to each other and to him. And uh, so anyway, so I just say that as an encouragement to you. Don't linger in the darkness. Find somebody that you can talk to and um, reach out, bring things to light. Okay. Having said all that, uh, here is the message for today for November 5th, 2023. This is what it says. I, the Lord, creator and maker of heaven and earth, author, 
He who was and who is and who is to come. Sustainer of all things. He who holds the universe in his hands. The cornerstone. The foundation that does not move. That is not shaken. The Lord of Lords. The King of Kings. The captain of a mighty company. Lord of hosts. Emmanuel. He who is God with us, the shield, the banner. He who is the sharp two-edged sword. I am the Lord, the mighty one of Israel, the perfecter of your faith. He who has cleansed you of your sin. He who has shed his blood for you, the lamb upon the throne. The only one who is worthy to open the scroll. I, the Lord. I will speak, therefore listen to me, all you servants of the Lord. Heed my voice, obey my command. I have spoken as of old, and I will not now be silent. Declare it to my people, to those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, for the day is coming soon. The appointed day. A day unlike any other day, a day of judgment, a day of wrath, a day of great desolation upon the earth, for the earth will be changed. I will shake the very foundations. But to him who trusts in me, to him who has the Lord as his foundation, he shall not be shaken. Though the earth itself is moved, my people shall not be moved, for I hold them in my hand. I will lose none that belong to me. Therefore, do not fear, O children of the Lord. Only trust in me and rely on my word. Stand firm on your foundation, and you will not be moved. Make ready yourselves for my coming day. Set your watch and look for me. Okay, I am going to interrupt Matt very quickly here, although I hate to do it. But I want to remind you guys of what we were told, the message that we were given two days before this on November 3rd. When the time comes, do not run. Do not panic. Stand still, my child, and set your feet as a stone. For those who scurry shall surely be consumed. I got that message two days before Matt received this message. It's the same message. Anyway. Look for the sign of my coming. The secret things belong to the Lord. My own counsel shall I keep. But mysteries of old are soon revealed to you. The books that were sealed shall be unsealed. The scroll shall be opened. Even now the seals are broken and words are declared. 
Listen, heed the voice of the Lord. I have not hidden myself from you. Trust in me and in my word, O servant of the Lord. Rely on my counsel, for my counsel is true. Declare only what I give to you, for it shall be a testimony to them and a testimony for many ears. For the watchman must declare when he sees the sword coming. Therefore, O watchman, declare what you have seen, what you have heard, and do not be silent. Fear not the mockers, the scoffers, the wagging tongues of men. Cast your anxieties and your burdens upon me and receive my rest. Take only my yoke upon you and bear not the yoke of another. So this is when the vision part began. And um, I saw an ocean. And it was like I was standing on a beach. And I could see the waters moving. And uh, many waters. And so the waves were just moving normally. And just kind of moving across the sea. And then I saw... Um, a man, and at first I recognized him, but I wasn't sure who it was. And then I realized that it was um, Zelensky, the Ukrainian leader. And he was in a room watching something uh, like with great interest. And I just got the sense that he was in like a war room, making a decision about something. And then um, somehow it just, I started to have uh, the Baltic Sea in mind, and then um, a submarine, and then just the phrase, things that lie in secret, kind of was all here. So this is all just part of the vision, you know, thing. Um, and then I saw the little man again, which, you know, the little man has showed up in um, several of these messages. Um, the first time I saw him, I referred to him as the tiny king. But the last couple of times I've just seen him sort of as this little man. Um, you know, he, he always kind of looks the same. He's sort of a hideous looking man. And, and I kind of have a sense of who he represents. Um, but uh, so I saw the little man again and he was sitting on a little throne and he was sitting on the beach in front of this sea that I was seeing. And the, the sand on the beach was white, um, but it was cold wherever it was. It, it was the sense that it was cold and the water was black, black water. And then uh, something sort of came to mind about something that torments, something that stings. Um, you know, what is it that, that torments and stings but doesn't kill uh, completely? And this sort of reminds me of, um, the, you know, this is the locusts in, in Revelation which there, there was a vision at one point uh, before in September where it was the locusts. Um, so I was sort of having these thoughts sort of go in my head and I heard the word wormwood sort of in my mind. And then the Lord spoke again. And this is what the Lord said. Look not for peace, for I have removed peace. I did not come to bring peace, 
but the sword. Now is the time of judgment on the earth. No peace in the nations. Peace for those who belong to me. Peace in your hearts, though you know the day is near. There is no fear for those who make me their trust, though you see the day approaching. But peace has been taken from the earth, and judgment is appointed. The restrainer shall be removed. Uh, and so, again, just as it concluded, that was the last line that the Lord gave me, the restrainer shall be removed. But then I just sort of had an image of a horse being restrained by the reins, you know, the reins kind of pulling the horse back and then suddenly letting that restraint loose, letting the reins loose, and then the horse just galloping at full speed, um, nothing holding it back. And um, I just had the sense that as the restrainer is removed, when the restrainer is removed, obviously this is referring to Thessalonians, um, you know, a lot of things are going to break loose. Many people will not be able to bear what is coming. That was another sense that I had in the, this vision thing and um, persist through many trials. So that is uh, the message and, and the vision that the Lord gave me on November 5th. Brothers and sisters, I pray for you. Please continue to pray also for me. Um, we endure through many trials. Uh, this weekend, my, my wife and I were able to get out of town for a couple of days and just Amazingly, as soon as we kind of left town and left our routine, we just sort of felt um, the pressure and the the sort of spiritual struggle that we've been under just lifted for for a time, you know, lifted for a couple of days, and and we were really able to enjoy the comfort of um, being with some new friends and uh, having that just a reprieve. But now we're back home, and you know, the war continues. The battle continues. So be strong, stand firm, trust in the Lord, and uh, lean not on your own understanding. Be encouraged, brothers and sisters. I'll be back with another message soon. The Lord spoke to me again uh, the morning of November 6th, so I'll be posting that pretty soon. So that is Essentially, the same message we were given. Remember, when the time comes, do not run. Do not panic. Stand still, my child, and set your feet as a stone, for those who scurry shall surely be consumed. Remember. It's important, maybe the most important thing that you will ever remember. So, John, you and I will talk later. Let's get into this. Start with a prayer. Dear God, Please give me the strength and energy to get everything done that I need to get done today. 
There is quite a bit of it. Thank you for this pause that we received. I think we all needed a little break from the constant pressure. I hope y'all enjoyed it as we did. Didn't last long, but long enough. Dear God, thank you for bringing us together every day. More and more people come to hear your word every day. Thank you for these amazing friends, brothers and sisters that we've met along our journey. The foundation of our wolf pack. We are a family. Thank you for my children and my amazing husband and my parents and my dogs and my birds. But most of all, God, thank you for life every day. Thank you for life. Thank you for helping us to understand that when we put you first in our lives, that everything gets better, that we can have peace in our hearts, even when the world is at war. Hmm. So, if you remember yesterday, it seems like every couple generations or so, God's chosen people piss him off enough so that he basically just destroys all the elders. And then he has to reteach the children about what he wants, how he likes to be fed, how they should offer to him. Of course, Moses and Aaron, well, Aaron's dead, but of course, Moses is still around. So the fourth book of Moses called Numbers, chapter 29 And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, ye shall have an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work. It is a day of blowing the trumpets unto you. And ye shall offer a burnt offering for a sweet savor unto the Lord. One young bullock, one ram, and seven lambs of the first year without blemish. And their meat offering shall be of flour mingled with oil. Three-tenth deals for a bullock and two-tenth deals for a ram and one-tenth deal for a lamb throughout the seven lambs, and one kid of the goats for a sin offering to make an atonement for you. 
beside the burnt offering of the month and his meat offering and the daily burnt offering and his meat offering and their drink offerings according unto their manner for a sweet savor, a sacrifice made by fire unto the Lord. And ye shall have on the tenth day of this seventh month an holy convocation, and ye shall afflict your souls. Ye shall not do any work therein, but ye shall offer a burnt offering unto the Lord for a sweet savor, one young bullock, one ram, and seven lambs of the first year. They shall be unto you without blemish. And their meat offering shall be of flour mingled with oil, three-tenth deals to a bullock and two-tenth deals to one ram, a several-tenth deal for one lamb throughout the seven lambs, one kid of the goats for a sin offering besides the sin offering of atonement, and the continual burnt offering and the meat offering with it and their drink offerings. And on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, ye shall have an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work, and ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. And ye shall offer a burnt offering, a sacrifice made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. Thirteen young bullocks, two rams, and fourteen lambs of the first year. They shall be without blemish, and their meat offering shall be of flour mingled with oil. Three-tenth deals unto every bullock of the thirteen bullocks, two-tenth deals to each ram of the two rams, and a several-tenth deal to each lamb of the fourteen lambs. And one kid of the goats for a sin offering, besides the continual burnt offering, his meat offering, and his drink offering. And on the second day ye shall offer twelve young bullocks, two rams, fourteen lambs of the first year without spot. And their meat offering and their drink offerings for the bullocks, for the rams, and for the lambs shall be according to their number, after the manner. And one kid of the goats for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, and the meat offering thereof, and their drink offerings. And on the third day, eleven bullocks, two rams, fourteen lambs of the first year, without blemish. And their meat offering and their drink offerings for the bullocks, for the rams, and for the lambs shall be according to their number, after the manner. And one goat for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, and his meat offering and his drink offering. And on the fourth day, ten bullocks, two rams, and fourteen lambs of the first year without blemish. Their meat offering and their drink offerings for the bullocks, for the rams, and for the lambs shall be according to their number, after the manner. And one kid of the goats for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, his meat offering, and his drink offering. And on the fifth day, nine bullocks, two rams, and fourteen lambs of the first year without spot, and their meat offering, and their drink offerings for the bullocks, for the rams, and for the lambs shall be according to their number, after the manner. And one goat for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, and his meat offering, and his drink offering. And on the sixth day, eight bullocks, two rams, and fourteen lambs of the first year without blemish, and their meat offering, and their drink offerings for the bullocks, for the rams, and for the lambs, shall be according to their number, after the manner. And one goat for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, his meat offering, and his drink offering. And on the seventh day, seven bullocks, two rams, and fourteen lambs of the first year without blemish and their meat offering and their drink offerings for the bullocks, for the rams, and for the lambs shall be according to their number, after the manner. 
and one goat for a sin offering beside the continual burnt offering, his meat offering and his drink offering. On the eighth day ye shall have a solemn assembly. Ye shall do no servile work therein, but ye shall offer a burnt offering, a sacrifice made by fire, of a sweet savor unto the Lord, one bullock, one ram, seven lambs of the first year without blemish, their meat offering and their drink offering for the bullock, for the ram, and for the lambs, shall be according to their number, after the manner and one goat for a sin offering, beside the continual burnt offering, and his meat offering, and his drink offering. These things ye shall do unto the Lord in your set feasts, beside your vows, and your free will offerings for your burnt offerings, and for your meat offerings, and for your drink offerings, and for your peace offerings. And Moses told the children of Israel according to all that the Lord commanded Moses. Chapter 30 and Moses spake unto the heads of the tribes concerning the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. If a woman also vow a vow unto the Lord, and bind herself by a bond, being in her father's house in her youth, and her father hear her vow, and her bond wherewith she hath bound her soul, and her father shall hold his peace at her, then all her vows shall stand, and every bond wherewith she hath bound her soul shall stand. But if her father disallow her in the day that he heareth, not any of her vows or of her bonds wherewith she hath bound her soul shall stand. And the Lord shall forgive her, because her father disallowed her. And if she had at all an husband when she vowed, or uttered aught out of her lips, wherewith she bound her soul, and her husband heard it, and held his peace at her in the day that he heard it, then her vows shall stand, and her vows, vows wherewith she bound her soul shall stand. But if her husband disallowed her on the day that he heard it, then he shall make her vow which she vowed, and that which she uttered with her lips, wherewith she bound her soul, of none effect. And the Lord shall forgive her. But every vow of a widow, of her that is divorced, wherewith they have bound their souls, shall stand against her. And if she vowed in her husband's house, or bound her soul by a bond with an oath, and her husband heard it, and held his peace at her, and disallowed her not, then all her vows shall stand, and every bond wherewith she bound her soul shall stand. But if her husband hath utterly made them void on the day he heard them, then whatsoever proceeded out of her lips concerning her vows, or concerning the bond of her soul, shall not stand. Her husband hath made them void, and the Lord shall forgive her. Every vow and every binding oath to afflict the soul her husband may establish it, or her husband may make it void. But if her husband altogether hold his peace at her from day to day, then he establisheth all her vows, or all her bonds which are upon her. He confirmeth them, because he held his peace at her in the day that he heard them. But if he shall anyways make them void after that he hath heard them, then he shall bear her inequity. These are the statutes which the Lord commanded Moses between a man and his wife, between the father and his daughter, 
being yet a youth in her father's house. Chapter 31 And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Avenge the children of Israel of the Midianites. Afterward shalt thou be gathered unto thy people. And Moses spake unto the people, saying, Arm some of yourselves unto the war, and let them go against the Midianites to avenge the Lord of Midian. Of every tribe a thousand throughout all the tribes of Israel shall ye send to the war. So there were delivered out of the thousands of Israel, a thousand of every tribe, twelve thousand armed for war. And Moses sent them to war, a thousand of every tribe, them and Phinehas the son of Eleazar the priest, to the war, with the holy instruments and the trumpets to blow in his hand. And they warred against the Midianites, as the Lord commanded Moses. And they slew all the males. And they slew the kings of Midian, beside the rest of them that were slain, namely Evi and Rechem and Zor and Hur and Reba, five kings of Midian. Balaam also, the son of Beor, they slew with the sword. And the children of Israel took all the women of Midian captives and their little ones and took the spoil of all their cattle and all their flocks and all their goods. And they burnt all their cities wherein they dwelt and all their goodly castles with fire. And they took all the spoil and all the prey, both of men and of beasts. And they brought the captives and the prey and the spoil unto Moses and Eleazar the priest and unto the congregation of the children of Israel onto the camp at the plains of Moab, which are by Jordan near Jericho. And Moses and Eleazar the priest and all the princes of the congregation went forth to meet them without the camp. And Moses was wroth with the officers of the host, with the captains over thousands and captains over hundreds, which came from the battle. And Moses said unto them, Have ye saved all the women alive? Behold, these caused the children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam to commit trespass against the Lord in the matter of Peor. And there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. Now therefore, kill every male among the little ones, and kill every woman that hath known man by lying with him. But all the women children that have not known a man by lying with him, keep alive for yourselves." And do ye abide without the camp seven days, whosoever hath killed any person, and whosoever hath touched any slain, purify both yourselves and your captives on the third day and on the seventh day, and purify all your raiment, and all that is made of skins, and all work of goat's hair, and all things made of wood. And Eleazar the priest said unto the men of war which went to the battle, this is the ordinance of the law which the Lord commanded Moses. Only the gold and the silver, the brass, the iron, the tin, and the lead, everything that may abide the fire, ye shall make it go through the fire, and it shall be clean. Nevertheless, it shall be purified with the water of separation, and all that abideth not the fire ye shall make go through the water, and ye shall wash your clothes on the seventh day, and ye shall be clean, and afterward ye shall come into the camp. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the sum of the prey that was taken, both of man and of beast, thou and Eleazar the priest, and the chief fathers of the congregation, and divide the prey into two parts, between them that took the war upon them, who went out to battle, and between all the congregation, and levy a tribute unto the Lord of the men of war which went out to battle, one soul of five hundred, 
both of the persons and of the beeves and of the asses and of the sheep, take it of their half and give it unto Eleazar the priest for a heave offering of the Lord. And of the children of Israel's half, thou shalt take one portion of fifty of the persons of the beeves of the asses and of the flocks of all manner of beefs and give them unto the Levites, which keep the charge of the tabernacle of the Lord. And Moses and Eleazar the priest did as the Lord commanded Moses. And the booty, being the rest of the prey which the men of war had caught, was six hundred thousand and seventy thousand and five thousand sheep, and threescore and twelve thousand beeves, and threescore and one thousand asses, and thirty and two thousand persons in all of women that had not known a man by lying with him. And the half, which was the portion of them that went out to war, was in number three hundred thousand and seven and thirty thousand and five hundred sheep. And the Lord's tribute of the sheep was six hundred and threescore and fifteen. And the beeves were thirty and six thousand, of which the Lord's tribute was threescore and twelve. And the asses were thirty thousand and five hundred, of which the Lord's tribute was threescore and one. And the persons were sixteen thousand, of which the Lord's tribute was thirty and two persons. And Moses gave the tribute, which was the Lord's heave offering, unto Eleazar the priest, as the Lord commanded Moses. And of the children of Israel's half, which Moses divided from the men that warred, now the half that pertained unto the congregation, was three hundred thousand and thirty thousand and seven thousand and five hundred sheep, and thirty and six thousand beeves, and thirty thousand asses, and five hundred and sixteen thousand persons. Even of the children of Israel's half, Moses took one portion of fifty, both of man and of beast, and gave them unto the Levites, which kept the charge of the tabernacle of the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. And the officers, which were over thousands of the host, the captains of thousands and captains of hundreds, came near unto Moses, and they said unto Moses, Thy servants have taken the sum of the men of war which are under our charge, and there lacketh not one man of us. We have therefore brought an oblation for the Lord, what every man hath gotten, of jewels of gold, chains and bracelets, rings and earrings and tablets, to make an atonement for our souls before the Lord. And Moses and Eleazar the priest took the gold of them, even all wrought jewels, and all the gold of the offering that they offered up to the Lord, of the captains of thousands and captains of hundreds, was sixteen thousand seven hundred and fifty shekels. For the men of war had taken spoil, every man for himself. And Moses and Eleazar the priest took the gold of the captains and of thousands and of hundreds and brought it into the tabernacle of the congregation for a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord. Chapter 32 Now the children of Reuben and the children of Gad had a very great multitude of cattle. And when they saw the land of Jazer, the land of Gilead, that, behold, the place was a place for cattle. The children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spake unto Moses and to Eleazar the priest and unto the priests of the congregation, saying, Ataroth and Dibon and Jazer and Nimrah and Heshbon and Alela and Shebam and Nabo and Beon, even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land for cattle, and thy servants have cattle. Wherefore, said they, if we have found grace in thy sight, 
Let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession, and bring us not over Jordan. And Moses said unto the children of Gad and unto the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren go to war, and shall ye sit here? And wherefore discourage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord hath given them? Thus did your fathers when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. For when they went up unto the valley of Eshcol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the children of Israel, that they should not go into the land which the Lord had given them. And the Lord's anger was kindled at the same time, and he sware, saying, Surely none of the men that came up out of Egypt from twenty years old and upward shall see the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me. Save Caleb the son of Jephunneh, and Kezanite, and Joshua the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness forty years, until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was consumed. And behold, ye are risen up in your father's stead, an increase of sinful men to augment yet the fierce anger of the Lord toward Israel. For if ye turn away from him, after will yet again, he will yet again leave them in the wilderness, and he shall destroy all this people. And they came near unto him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our cattle and cities for our little ones. But we ourselves will go ready armed before the children of Israel until we have brought them onto their place. And our little ones shall dwell in the fenced cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return unto our houses until the children of Israel have inherited every man his inheritance. For we will not inherit with them on yonder side Jordan or forward because our inheritance has fallen to us on this side Jordan eastward. And Moses said unto them, if ye will do this thing, if ye will go armed before the Lord to war, and will go all of you armed over Jordan before the Lord, until he hath driven out his enemies from before him, and the land shall be subdued before the Lord, then afterward ye shall return, and be guiltless before the Lord and before Israel, and this land shall be your possession before the Lord. But if ye will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord." And be sure your sin will find you out. Build you cities for your little ones, and folds for your sheep, and do that which hath proceeded out of your mouth. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben spake unto Moses, saying, Thy servants will do as my Lord commandeth. Our little ones, our wives, our flocks, and all our cattle shall be there in the cities of Gilead. But thy servants will pass over, every man armed for war, before the Lord to battle, as my Lord saith. So concerning them, Moses commanded Eleazar the priest, and Joshua the son of Nun, and the chief fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel. And Moses said unto them, If the children of Gad and the children of Reuben will pass with you over Jordan, every man armed to battle before the Lord, and the land shall be subdued before ye, then ye shall give them the land of Gilead for a possession. But if they will not pass over you armed, they shall have possessions among you in the land of Canaan. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben answered, saying, As the Lord hath said unto thy servants, so we will do. 
we will pass over armed before the Lord into the land of Canaan, that the possession of our inheritance on this side Jordan may be ours. And Moses gave unto them, even to the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, and unto half the tribe of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Shion, the king of Amorites, and the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, the land with the cities thereof in the coasts, even the cities of the country round about that. And the children of Gad built Dibon, and Ataroth, and Aror, and Atroth, Shopfen, and Jazor, and Jagbaha, and Beth Nimrah, and Beth Haran, fenced cities, and folds for sheep. And the children of Reuben built Heshbon, and Alela, and Kirjathiam, and Nebo, and Balmeon, their names being changed and Shibma, and gave other names unto the cities which they builded. And the children of Machir, the son of Manasseh, went to Gilead and took it, and dispossessed the Amorite which was in it. And Moses gave Gilead unto Machir, the son of Manasseh, and he dwelt therein. And Jair, the son of Manasseh, went and took the small towns thereof, and called them Havoth-Jair. And Nobah went and took Kenah, and the villages thereof, and called it Noba after his own name. Chapter 33. These are the journeys of the children of Israel, which went forth out of the land of Egypt with their armies under the hand of Moses and Aaron. And Moses wrote their goings out according to their journeys by the commandments of the Lord. And these are their journeys according to their goings out. And they departed from Ramses in the first month, on the fifteenth day of the first month, on the morrow after the Passover, the children of Israel went out with an high hand in the sight of all the Egyptians. For the Egyptians buried all their firstborn, which the Lord has smitten among them. Upon their gods also the Lord executed judgments. And the children of Israel removed from Ramses and pitched in Succoth. And they departed from Succoth and pitched in Etham, which is in the edge of the wilderness. And they removed from Etham and turned again unto Pi-Hiroth, which is before Baal-Zephon. And they pitched before Migdal. And they departed from before Pi-Hiroth and passed through the midst of the sea into the wilderness and went three days' journey in the wilderness of Etham and pitched in Marah. And they removed from Marah and came into Ilam. And in Ilam were twelve fountains of water and threescore and ten palm trees, and they pitched there. And they removed from Ilam and encamped by the Red Sea. And they removed from the Red Sea and encamped in the wilderness of Sin. And they took their journey out of the wilderness of Sin and encamped in Dufka. And they departed from Dufka and encamped in Elush. And they removed from Elush and encamped at Redfin, Rephidium, where there was no water for the people to drink. And they departed from Rephidim and pitched in the wilderness of Sinai. And they removed from the desert of Sinai and pitched at Kibroth Hatava. And they departed from Kibroth Hatava and encamped at Hazroth. And they departed from Hazroth and pitched in Rithma. And they departed from Rithma and pitched in Ramon Perez. And they departed from Ramon Perez and pitched in Libna. And they removed from Libna and pitched at Risa, and they journeyed from Risa, and pitched in Kalitha, and they went from Kalitha, and pitched in Mount Shaffer, 
and they removed from Mount Shafir and encamped in Harada. And they removed from Harada and pitched in Makiloth. And they removed from Makiloth and encamped at Tahath. And they departed from Tahath and pitched at Tara. And they removed from Tara and pitched in Mithka. And they went from Mithka and pitched in Hasmona. And they departed from Hasmona and encamped at Mosroth. And they departed from Mosroth and pitched in Benjakan. And they removed, removed from Benjakan and encamped at Hor Hagidgad. And they went from Hor Hagidgad and pitched in Jothpatha. And they removed from Jothpatha and encamped at Hebronah. And they departed from Hebronah and encamped at Ezion Geber. And they removed from Ezion Geber and pitched in the wilderness of Zin, which is Kadesh. And they removed from Kadesh and pitched in Mount Hor in the edge of the land of Edom. And Aaron the priest went up into Mount Hor at the commandment of the Lord and died there in the fortieth year after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt in the first day of the fifth month. And Aaron was an hundred and twenty and three years old when he died in Mount Hor. And the king Aaron and the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south in the land of Canaan, heard of the comings of the children of Israel. And they departed from Mount Hor and pitched in Zalmanah. And they departed from Zalmonah and pitched in Punan. And they departed from Punan and pitched in Oboth. And they departed from Oboth and pitched in Iji Abarim in the border of Moab. And they departed from Im and pitched in Diban God. And they removed from Diban God and encamped at Almon Diplaim. And they removed from Almon Diplaim and pitched in the mountains of Abarim before Nebo. And they departed from the mountains of Abarim and pitched in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho. And they pitched by Jordan from Beth Jishmoth even unto Abel Shittim in the plains of Moab. And the Lord spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places, and ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell therein. For I have given you the land to possess it, and ye shall divide the land by lot for an inheritance among your families. And to the more shall ye give the more inheritance, and to the fewer shall ye give the less inheritance. Every man's inheritance shall be in the place where his lot falleth. According to the tribes of your fathers shall ye inherit. But if ye will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass that those which ye let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides and shall vex you in the land wherein ye dwell. Moreover, it shall come to pass that I shall do unto you as I thought to do unto them. And that's where we're at now. Because remember... The message from Matt, from the fifth. There is no more peace. 
The Lord did not come to bring peace. But let's play his the next message in his series before we finish up for the day. Hey everybody, I'm back with another message from the Lord, part of the series of messages given between Easter and Pentecost 2023. Uh, this is from Friday, April 14th. And uh, one of the things in this message is a part where we tested the spirit um, in keeping with 1 John 4, 1. So I want to read that section to you as well so you can hear how the Lord responded. This is what it says. As many who are called by my name and would listen, behold, I am coming soon. I have chosen you. You are mine. The testing the spirit, we asked, who is Jesus? And this is the response that we received. He is the Holy One of Israel, the only Son of God, born of a virgin, the son of Joseph, the Nazarene, the only sacrifice for sin. He is the one who calls you. He was buried. He arose. He was seen by Peter and John and Mary, and he appeared over 40 days before he ascended into heaven. And he will come in the way that he went. He is coming. This Jesus, who you saw, will come again. It is he who speaks to you. Fear not, my sons, my daughters, the children who are called by my name. I have not forgotten you. I will not forsake you, even if you suffer for a little while. I will gather you to myself, for you are mine. You are my inheritance. Do not be afraid. Call on my name. Humble yourselves. I am coming soon. No more shall the friends of the bridegroom fast and weep, for I come for my bride. Tell my people, I have loved you with unfailing love. You will see me. You will be with me in my father's house. I have prepared a place for you. Come to me, my children. Soon you will enter my rest. Soon your labor complete. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the one who was and is and is to come. And I am coming soon with my power, with my host. You will see heaven opened and he who sits on the throne. The sky will roll back as a scroll and the Lord will descend in power. And this mortal flesh will be consumed with immortality. You will not all sleep, but you will be changed. Prepare. Watch with me for a little while longer. Do not fear. My people know my name, know my voice, for I am the good shepherd. They will not follow another. I will give them ears to hear you. Speak only what I give you to say. I'll watch that one tomorrow. That time that he spoke about has come. That time. He has called his inheritance. We are his inheritance. 
This is what I was told. Or what was given to me, what was told. You must number your people. Choose 12 and give those 12 charge of 70 more to serve you in your wolf pack. 840 is all you need. You have until the end of December. The following days after, we'll be on to the new wolf pack for training and preparation. Are you called? Are you with me? We are not alone. There are many packs being formed to fight for God. So shine up your armor. Make sure it fits. We're going to need it. So. They'll find you, Lindsay. They're already here. Lindsay said, I don't know how to go about finding 70 people. So. Remember when you put God first in your life. Everything gets better. God is number one. The greatest. I was asked to ponder, what's the greater number, one or ten? Don't you always want to be first? Haven't you always heard there can be only one? The further away you get from God, the less you have. Put God number one. And everything else will fall away. So. Liana is coming up next. Her show starts in one minute. Of course, we ran late again. I'm sorry, Liana. I love you, you know. And uh, then, and hopefully her power stays up the entire time so we can listen to the whole show this day. That would be great. Please, God, keep Lyanna's power on. Keep peace in your hearts. Keep God in your hearts and peace will follow. Mick and I will be back tonight, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the actual show. So, uh, Come check out the Patriot Party podcast for the news of the day tonight on everywhere. And I will see you tomorrow morning, bright and early, 8 a.m. See you on the flip side. Thanks for listening, y'all. And God bless y'all.
getting crazy, baby, chill Don't medicate, just meditate You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate Accelerate, find your inner hunger like you never ate Agenda is to push the hate Separate and segregate Don't celebrate quite yet The storm is coming Cue for heaven's sake The violence that they demonstrate Instigate and penetrate The values of our country And our God Is what they desecrate My fighters ain't no featherweight Pulling out the seams Of the fabric That they fabricate They feed us lies Manipulate Intimidate through fear and force Forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together Congregate And then we liberate Praying that you give me strength To find some love Amongst the hate Marching on these streets of blood Till I see the golden gates Troubadour and troubled souls Want to God service, blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpent. Oh, one day, I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you. Just digested, suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, always just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Read it in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed. Lying, not a sheep, only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh, silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street. I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek. Uh, drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic. People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious. Praying for assistance to overcome my position, or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness. Oh, one day, I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you fools We've been dancing with the devil way too long I know it's fun but get ready to pay your dues Show stays on because of you.